two times the charm. And we are live. <laughs> That's live for us anyways. Uh, I just want to start by saying that we need to fire the producer. <laughs> last week, he fucked up the last 20 minutes. This is the second time we have to do the intro. At least he didn't talk over the, the music at the start. This is Ruben Ortiz with my co-host, the, the, the who's already introduced himself, Hi, Corey Hawkwood. <laughs> and I'm drinking really good beer. And we're here with Nathan Ryerson, who does Behind the Bar Beer Reviews. He does uh, his YouTube page, Behind the Bar. He's a beer reviewer. He does some real informative, awesome beer reviews. And uh, we'll post up the link to his YouTube page. And uh, super pumped to have him here. What are we drinking right now? Uh, alter Ego? Yeah, Treehouse Alter Ego. Treehouse Alter Ego and... It is fucking phenomenal. We drank two other ones that were good, but this I took a sip and I and in the middle of the podcast part where you weren't recording before we started, I said to Nathan, "This is really good. This is ridiculous." Is that uh, grapefruit? Big grapefruit or big grapefruit? Pick, big orange. Big grapefruit, big orange. Um, and if you follow some of uh, Nathan's podcast, I mean uh, videos, he's a big proponent of uh, Treehouse. Yep. That's right. And so, in watching his video, I'm so happy that he brought some of it here because I, as you watch his videos, he'll make you really want to drink that stuff. So, super happy to have uh, the opportunity to do that. And uh, we were talking about how he's done some. Uh, uh, where were you at? You were out of town when some you did a specific. He was out of town in a hotel. Yeah, I was in uh, Eagle, Idaho, which is just outside of Boise, for uh, an arcade tournament of all things. And, oh, okay. Yeah. That's why you had some buddies there with you. You guys were all headed out there. Yeah, my uh, my buddy Joe, that's in those reviews with me. He actually does beer reviews as well. Oh, okay, and, uh, cool, so man. We do them together when we're together. And so he has his own channel on YouTube. Does them very similar. Or what? Yeah, he does. Jow's Arcade. He's phenomenal as well. I, yeah, it's really cool. And uh, so that means we're not the only ones that are doing beer reviews on YouTube, huh? No, there's a ton of. There's a ton of them out there, um, but but it, but we know very little, so we we can corner the that that part of the market. We'll leave Nathan and Joe to do the the knowledgeable stuff, and we'll do the uh, yeah for guide. sure. For sure, we're not uh, 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 beating Good. Nathan content wise on what he's just <laughs> talking about. That's for sure. Ours would be the more, I guess, uh, Corey and I are more introductory. We're more of the people. More of the people. Thank what, you. What were those old books called? <laughs> the Complete Idiot's Guide to yeah. Beer Review? There you go. We could do a book like that for sure. I'll be Idiot 1 and you can be Idiot 2 since I'm older. And I thought that it was perfect way to start off the podcast by having Nathan do well I guess we will get we're, to that because we're drinking Nathan, a beer right now so Nathan will do the the part that we wish we could be and then we do <laughs> our part that we're good at which is trying to crack a joke and saying something that sounds good so oh first off and since oh, we're shit, first off no no well it's like fourth off fourth off well I just wanted to get uh some some stuff out of the way uh we're going to be a couple of events that we have coming up as the Friends Giving Bottle Share with Dan Simmons. That's going to be at uh, Screenland Armor, uh, 408 Armor Road in North Kansas City. And uh, 
Hey, uh, just wanted to, again, you know, Corey, last time we did the podcast, uh, the producer fucked up. I'm going to have to fire that dude, man. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, half the podcast got deleted. But you were saying some cool stuff. Did you, you know, uh, we just want to say that uh, our thoughts are with you, Dan, and uh, uh, we're yeah, going to be participating um, in this well, event. Look we, forward we to it. We love you. We, we're looking forward to um, just spending some time with you. And, you know, it's, it's, it's got to be heartening to know that there's so many people that who's who have come into your life that can, you know, I don't know that they can make things better, but at least you know that you have a community that, you know, w- wants the best for you. And, you know, we're, we're all going to be there for this event and, and it's going to be fun. And, you know, m- maybe we can make you uh, smile and laugh for a couple hours on a Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Right on. Well said, man. And uh, the other event we have is uh, December 3rd. Tall grass meet the brewers. Love some tall grass. Awesome that is we it, have. What time them. does that start? That I'm not sure when that starts, man. I'm sorry. That's that's my son's birthday, so I may be late. We have there's 40 spots available. Uh, 18 dollars. Corey right? may or may not be there now. He's starting to back no, out of it. It's Sam's birthday. <laughs> no, my wife's not gonna. I'm gonna. I can probably. I'll stay home, at, man. I can do what you got to do, player. I could probably leave at eight. <laughs> I could probably be there by eight thirty or so. Yeah, we'll be done by then. But uh, no, nah, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I will check it out. We'll we'll look into it for you. All right, bro. thank you. But for now, the information is up on Tapcade, seventeen oh one McGee Street, Kansas City, Missouri. Tall Grass, meet the Brewers. Grant Wainer's going to be there. He's been on the podcast before. They're introduced. They're going to have their Explorer series. Have you had a chance to have any of the Explorer series beers? Yeah, I've had a couple of them there. Did really you try good. the Big Rick? Uh, that's been my favorite so far. Yeah, that one was fantastic. It's, a, it's really good, outstanding beer, Big Can't Rick. We really loved it. And, Corey and did a video beer review, much along the same ilk as Nathan's reviews. Yeah, probably <laughs> probably beat him. He, he beat your ass, Nathan. Well, did you well, see his review? Did. We, we I have graphics. Send me the link. <laughs> we, we, we had graphics. We had graphics. So take, take me to school, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so. Corey did a review of Big Rick, I mean, and, uh, and so we'll and, be doing that on the, December third. Bean style with cinnamon. I had some of that yesterday, and it was awesome. Oh, so you already have that? So you don't need uh, the ones that I gave no, you? No, no, I'm taking those too. I love that shit, bro. He does. He's he's always I got, loved I've that been stuff. Ge- I'm geeking out on that shit for like two years now. So. Yeah, he talks about uh, buffalo sweat vanilla bean like way too much. Yeah, yeah. It's a little scary, but got he's issues. got it then. So. Um, so anyways, uh, November 22nd, December 3rd, that's where we'll be. And, uh, come, come hang out with us, man. And I, and I will say about the event for Dan that you guys were talking about the first, if you guys are on the fence about going to that, get your ass to that event. There is no better person in this beer community than Dan. If you're at a bar and he sees you, he comes and talks to you. He deserves the support and it, more than just about anybody here. And it's going to be a great event for a, a great guy. So I say get there. That's one of the cool things about the community that we've built up, man. And, you know, through that community, you get to meet cool people like Nathan. And uh, you come across assholes like Corey every now and then. Yeah, but <laughs> no, Corey's super like nice, me, too. <laughs> assholes like me make everyone else seem, man, eh, he's not an asshole like Corey. So, That's his yeah, role. Yeah. That's your role, bro. It's a balance. <laughs> no, but Dan, you know, I've seen Dan and he'll just give me a beer, you know, or... Yeah, he'll be like, oh, have you tried this or check this out? It's always a friend to everyone in that. So, man, it's it's, it's cool to guy, be able to do that. Yep. Um, 
All right, let's let's talk to Nathan because I have a lot of questions for him. Look, right. you go ahead and the. Oh wait, did you have something? Well, I had a question. I'm looking at your computer. Just looking at okay, um, some of his videos, and feel free after this one, I'll let you ask him okay. any question. <laughs> but my question is, is that uh, looking at some of your videos, some of the beers that you have, you know, either I haven't heard of, or you know, they they might seem, you know. Uh, they're not your run-of-the-mill beers that you find in our local market. So it becomes apparent that you may be a prolific beer trader. Mm-hmm. And so I was wondering, uh, what are the, some of the tips or resources that you have uh, in beer trading or some of the thoughts you have along the lines of beer trading? Sure. No, absolutely. Um, beer trading is something I've been into for about eh, about a year now, I would say. Um, I mean, I trade two or three times a week with people. And the way I got started was there are some Facebook groups. Um, some people get started on beeradvocate.com. I got started on Facebook groups. There's a bunch of them. Just search beer trading. And uh, if you know there's a beer you want, like do research, see what stuff's trading for. Like don't be a jerk and offer like, I don't know, like Boulevard wheat for like a whale, right? <laughs> um, just kind of damn it, man. To- <laughs> I'm sorry. You can post it, but that's that's what I typically try to do. Like. No, go ahead. Yeah, so, I mean, just don't be afraid to dive in. Like, it's kind of nerving at first because you're nervous because you're shipping beer and all that. But that's where I got started, so that's a good place to look and just kind of see what stuff's trading for and ask questions. Like, that's the only way you're going to learn. Um, ask me questions. I don't care. So, yeah, you seem – yeah, you're, you're a terrific resource. And, you know, just when I was uh, at the last uh, event that we went to was the – tailgate for the chiefs mm-hmm. and we'll we're gonna break this section up with uh some beer talking if we get into it the current events and the chiefs are at the top of that list so if you want to stick around for that by all means but uh yeah really enjoyed uh speaking with you and you know you just share your knowledge you shared a lot of beers that day you had mm-hmm. a lot of badass beers man and really appreciate that aspect of of the beer community that we've built up too because I doubt that anyone in the city was drinking as good as we were that day. Oh, hell no. That <laughs> Isn't that was amazing? How in, in any given night, uh, you could, and we've talked about that before, you could be drinking better than uh, 90% of folks in the city, man. And sure. that day was definitely up there on that. So do you have a, a group of, of traders that you keep trading with, or are they new uh, every now and then, or what's the deal with no, that? No, that, I mean, that's that's what that's what you try and get to. You find regular traders that have access to, like, I have a guy that has access to Toppling Goliath. I have a guy that, like, Northeast, West Coast, Northeast, I mean, everywhere. Um, so I try and have a guy-ish everywhere. So you like Dr. Evil, you have a fucking map up, and you're like, okay, I got this guy in that region. Like, nah. Well, and what, I, and what I do is some of those guys don't have access to other beers, so I'll trade for multiples from like my guy on the West Coast to be able to trade to my guys on the East Coast. And I, Here's the way I look at beer. It's meant to be shared, right? I'm not going to be a dick about it. Like, I want to bring good beer to like the tailgate and this and share with my friends. Like, that's what it's for. It's for community, man. It's It makes it a lot funner when you have somebody to share good beer with. It's kind of a downer, though, when you share a good beer with someone who doesn't appreciate it. Oh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> you bust out this that whale, sucks. and you'll give it to, like, your fucking yeah. brother-in-law or your cousin. Can, They're can like, can I get it colder? Do you have a lot of can, can we ice it down or something? Like, damn, I just wasted it on him. So, um, talking about trading, what are the beers in this area that that we can get that other people really want? Because I... You know, Ruben's done some trading, and it seems like 
I don't, it almost feels like we don't really have enough stuff to go out. You just have an coast. inferiority complex, Corey. Is that it? I think uh, so. No. no. <laughs> I actually don't think he does. <laughs> Trading in Kansas City is actually kind of hard to get to be started. Uh, I mean, the biggest beer that I think we get is Abraxas. Um, and those from Perennial. Um, and those that's freaking St. Louis too, right? Right. And that, so, I mean, that comes out this week, actually, for people looking. Does uh, it come out here in Kansas City? Tuesday. Yes. Oh, okay. There's what? a beer station event on Tuesday. Well, I don't I don't give a shit about a Braxis, so. Oh, <laughs> um, Other than that, we don't, I mean, because Boulevard, their big releases are in basically every state now. Like, it's it's kind of hard to get, like, limited stuff that trades real well in Kansas City. It really is. And Josh brought up that he thought maybe Crane might uh, fill that void. I, I am convinced it's going to be our first destination ah, brewery. Is nice. what I, I've had about eight of their beers now, and they have all been phenomenal. Um, those guys, I mean, Michael Crane's a damn near genius when it comes to home brewing. I expect him to. It might take him a little bit to dial it in, but from everything I've seen and what they're doing, it's I'm, and I'm and cool that uh, they they are gonna have like a barrel aging program. So they'll probably have like those. Uh, well, they had that Kickstarter specifically mm-hmm. for the barrels for that aging process. So there'll be some cool limited release shit. I'm sure well, on a regular basis, the reserve membership stuff. Sh- I mean, if you're looking at it from a trading standpoint, it should trade big. I don't know if I will, since it's only two or three bottles per release. I joined it. Um, but yeah, the, on the Kickstarter. Yeah. Was that the hundred dollar one or the three, the three, yeah. I did the 100. So I think I get like four bottles a year. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah. That's badass. I'm not going to share it with you. Don't worry, bro. No, I'm I'm fine. Yeah, no, I don't. I know you're fine. They just won't share. <laughs> anymore, like that's how you have to get a lot of breweries stuff anymore. Like I'm in four membership clubs now, just because it's the only way to get their stuff. So which, wow. which clubs are you in? Uh, I am in the Breweries <clears throat> Reserve Society. I'm in Sarah's Club, uh, Rare Barrel, and now Crane. So brewery is that's out of uh, El- Orange like, County, or I think it's like Anaheimish, okay, in that area. Orange so County's. even though there, it's not something they're not available here, correct? Mm-hmm. So even so, the fact that you're a club member, they'll ship out to you, or I have a, I've got a guy in okay. California that I have all of my California clubs shipped to. Fucking awesome, man! That's cool shit. So that, that's, that's a, a lot, lot of work, man. You you have, must have a lot of spreadsheets or to keep track of all this stuff. No, no, he's I just should. smart, you're, dude. Now, now that you're saying <laughs> that, I probably should. <laughs> yeah, man, start a like a a Google Doc, a Google sheet of that whole Stop shit. It. shit I um yeah i couldn't keep track with the one beer trading part <laughs> so um <laughs> well and what? I, I love to trade with people locally like seriously like i'm happy to share the wealth in kansas city like there's guys here that come to me and want beers like treehouse um that are just like i've never had it i want to try it i'll give you a can of julius just so you can experience it like it's it's great beer it's meant to be shared that's awesome man that's really cool and yeah so i kind of rely off of uh cory or if, you know, friends have, that come in um, from out of town. Or... I have a, my Texas ad, um, a real good friend of mine. He, he lives in Austin, so he gets me a lot of Texas beer. So um, I try to get some Jester King and Clown Shoes, and just he'll, he'll send me odds and ends of just things that you can get in Texas. And it's it's all been pretty pretty killer, in my awesome. opinion. But For sure. And so, um, is there any... It used to be our Ballast, my Ballast Point connection, but now that Ballast Point is here, um, go ahead and scratch that off the list. 
Are we ready to do a beer review, or did you want to go on to another question? Whenever, man. Yeah, yeah. Know. beer review. All right, let's do that. We're right. about to let uh, right. the dogs out, the do, dogs do, loose do with Nathan. Pause? Do you want to pause the podcast? I will do that. And start it up again. But you guys won't even notice. Yeah. We'll just be right back. Yeah. But we're still do, here. Until we get the, the note weird, telling man. us that... Yeah, we missed the last 40 minutes of the podcast. God. <laughs> Don't fuck up. Check it. I'm it was out. bound to happen. Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised it hadn't happened yet. We I know. I'm shocked. Damn near 30 episodes in before that happened. I know, happened, but so. you could have done it when it was just you and me and nobody was listening. We had a fucking guest. I know. Yeah, Chris. Sorry, Chris. You said some good shit, though, bro. I heard it. It's out yeah, in the ether. The universe good. heard you, bro. You, you, me, you, and Ruben. The fucking universe heard you, man. Yeah. All right, pause. <laughs> And we're back. Okay. Actually, is it recording? Double check. Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, this is uh, a beer review with Nathan Ryerson, and uh, this is typically typically what he does on his videos. So we're doing Brett Loves Citra. It's a hundred percent Brettanomyces hoppy farmhouse ale, six percent ABV. Uh, it's aged in oak barrels, and it's from Casey. Casey. Um, brewing company in Colorado. Yeah, right. Casey Brewing and Blending. I don't know uh, who's had Casey. They're still kind of new. They've only been around for about a year or two, maybe. Um, they're about three hours outside of Denver, and they do monthly releases. So you have to go out, get in line, and buy their beer. They do as close to a lambic, like Cancion type style um, that you'll find, I think, in the U.S. They're it's killer, but uh, but yeah, no. This one is was a one time release they did, so it's their standard oak like ale that they do, uh, aged in oak barrels. But they added Brett's and uh, Citra hops, so it should be pretty killer. Looks killer in the glass, hazy, hazy, hazy. Um, still some decent carbonation, a little lacing. It's uh, it's a killer looking beer though. Um, I love their beers though; they always look awesome. But the nose on it is Brett for days and lacto for days. Like it just smells like it's gonna be sour. Um, I don't know if you guys agree with that. Oh yeah, yes. the lacto just jumps out of the glass, man. Yeah, and a little bit of that farmhouse from the Brett, like that horse blanket smell, but primarily that's uh, that sour smell. Yeah, it's and, and for the the lay folk out there, it's just the the sa- that saison Brett smell, especially if you got a a saison Brett that's a, that you've aged for a few months. That smell's gonna hit you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's killer, though. I'm uh, anxious to try it, guys. Uh, cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. cheers. Salute. I already did it, really. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should have a... said behind the bar, live from Ruben's basement. Behind the bar, yeah, behind live the from bar. Ruben's basement. You don't have the VH1 behind the music, like music we could play. That'd be sweet. <laughs> I may try to throw that in, bro. Okay. <laughs> Post. Post. Um, first thing I noticed, it's not near as sour as I thought it was going to be from the nose. That's um, right. But you're definitely getting the breaths there for sure. Actually, that's what I get a lot of. Now, this was bottled 610, so I think a little bit of the citra hops have fallen off from the dry hop they did. But I'm still getting a little bit of it. Um, just kind of that uh, like grapefruity pineapple, just a, just a smidge. But then it's just all about the, like I said, it's just a nice, sour, real balanced. It's not too crazy one way or the other. It, it's It's really balanced. I like it a lot. Yeah, I, I gravitate more towards this type of a sour than I do the real, you know, um, the sours that like uh, pinch your your uh, cheeks muscles. You know what I mean? This this is real approachable. I think uh, my wife would really like this one too. She, and she doesn't, you know, she typically likes sour beers, but not 
super sour. And uh, I think you're right. Like when you smell it, you think, oh my God, this is going to be super tangy. Mm -hmm. And then you drink it and the bread really comes out, you know, with some of its fruity sweetness and stuff. So I really like this beer, man. I, I think it's uh, really nice, man. Yeah, and the, the, the more you, you kind of drink it, the the less pronounced the sourness mm -hmm. seems. It just, it kind of mellows. The sourness seems to mellow for me the more I drink it. Sure. You get no. some, like, lemon. Yeah, definitely some lemon in there. Um, I'm still getting that. I'm getting a little bit of grapefruit, like, just, like, the juiciness of grapefruit. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you. I think your palate just kind of get uses to that initial hit of sour. And, uh yeah, it's just really balanced. I expected it to be like a lacto-bret bomb, and it's not. It's more bret than lacto for sure. So, yeah. I think you're right about the, because the, it, it says on there, uh, hoppy. And uh, get a little bit at, on the back end, but, you know, the hops, like, I guess after, since April, have yeah died off quite a bit. Six is July, bro. Oh, my bad. It's actually June, but June. it's fine. Ah, <laughs> we're all wrong, yeah. except for Nathan. Nathan's right again. God damn it. I just so fucking wanted to bust you that I got my months wrong. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. Uh, but no, I dig this. I, I This is, to be honest with you, this is my least favorite Casey beer I've had. But I, I love the shit out of it. Like, it's great. Can I cuss? I'm sorry if I cussed on the podcast. No, no. Man, no. Cuss. Please cuss. <laughs> Have we not cussed yet? Shit. No, I, I've cussed. Oh. I, I, I cursed. So what is it? You, you haven't the... heard us cuss yet? I hadn't yet. Oh, okay. No, I, I cursed in the first minute. Oh, well, good. Thank goodness, uh, man. I, I, Thank you, Corey. I, I, I F-bombed you for fucking up the intro. Nathan, Nathan, Nathan scared me. That we hadn't cussed yet, man. So I'm glad we got to... I was like, hey, we're you losing our touch here, man. Yeah. <laughs> so the last 20 minutes of our podcast normally ends up as a, Ru a Ruben Curse Fest. Yeah, yeah I've, I've toned down quite a bit, though, in my old age now. That we've been doing this for a year. Yeah. In your so, old age. You've matured a lot in the last for year. For sure, bro. <laughs> so when it's... So this being your least favorite Casey means that uh, maybe it's a good idea to drink some Casey. My it? my least favorite what? No, no, it's Nathan's least favorite Casey beer, and it is it really? Good. Yeah. I don't remember you saying. You said no, that. I did say that. It's my it. it's my least listen. favorite Casey beer. Are your headphones not working? <laughs> oh, you you've tasted out of the ones that you've tasted. You just said because yeah. you said you hadn't tasted this one before. I had okay, had so this now, one, but all of all that he said, and, and he said it's very good, but it's his least favorite. So, what is your favorite then? From oh, them? their cut series is they do um, like an insane amount of fruit into their ales. That they're ch you could you had Andrew Hicks on here a couple weeks ago or whatever. Mm -hmm. Him and I drank their uh, cherry one. It blew our minds. Like it was a hundred out of a hundred. One of the best fruit beers I've ever had. That all their fruited beers are incredible. Um, all, their other just oaked beers are great too. How, how would you compare it to New Glarus's cherry? Oh, it kills it. Yeah, New Glarus's cherry tastes like pie filling. Like yeah, it's just it's really, really sweet. Really sweet. Whereas this is, it's all about both aspects: the sour, the the oak barrel, and the fruit. So you get a much more cherry flavor as opposed to like a cherry sweet flavor. Yeah, I, don't get me wrong. I like New Glarus's fruit beers. They're just I have to be in the right mood because they're going to be crazy sweet. Like eat, I'm seriously eating pie filling. That's um, why my wife loves it because it tastes yeah. like pie filling. Yeah, it sounds good. Just mention. I I've, I've had it before, right? When we at the tailgate. Did we do that at the Royals? Somebody had one out there, I think. I think so. I got a couple I can bring next time. Um, so you, uh, is you hang around with Hicks quite a bit? He's one of my buddies. Yeah. Oh, cool. Right on, man. Yeah, he was on here, and uh, 
Um, we're, we're talking to him about the whole Cantillon thing and guys putting bottles to their face because <laughs> in memory of Hicks. Now, it's like all I ever think about is Andrew Hicks. Oh, That's yeah. so badass, what dude. What would Andrew say? That's a little creepy and a little weird on my part, but... Um, yeah, we all do it. Okay, good. So any uh, final thoughts you guys have on this beer? Uh, I was just going to say, you know, typically the way I my reviews is with a, with a grade. And uh, I'd probably give this one about a 94, 94, 95 for me. It's definitely wow. an A beer for me. That's an A. Yeah, yeah that's I, it. It's definitely an A for me. I mean, it's one of the, I mean, it's, for what it is, it's crazy balanced. I thought it was going to be crazy sour. It's not. It's easy drinking. Uh, it's got great flavor. Good, good, good use of Brett for sure. And the reason my comment, my wow comment, was because it was your least favorite Casey beer, and it's right. It's so so. That's uh, a testament to how good their shit must be. <laughs> if their lowest K- beer for him is like a ninety-four, that's yeah. pretty badass. Casey man. is a top five brewery for me. Badass. And I really enjoyed do, it too. Do you get I, their stuff in trade, or I have traded for everything I've gotten from them. Although I did get into, they have a membership club as well that's kind of different, and I'm in that for next year where you can buy online and just go pick it up. You don't have to be there every month. Do you have to send some one of your trade buddies? I, I just send my my firstborn, but uh, to get in it. But that's that's about it. And uh, no, no, I mean, I mean, but someone actually has to go. I'll go out there. Oh, I I go out to Colorado a couple times a year to go just go to breweries and go in the mountains and have some fun and I'll do that. And at eight percent, man, you don't get any of that, right? You could just chug the stuff and be, you know, it's uh, this is eight percent. Yeah, tastes like four. That's yeah. why. That's why. Uh, um, it's such a great beer and you know um because it'll get you fucked up and you won't know it because it'll get my wife fucked up bro no i'm just saying <laughs> we know good thing she doesn't listen <laughs> good thing i can't get a hold of it <laughs> no, no yeah, it, that's what i love some of, of some of these like sours and stuff well you know um uh four hands came out with their lemon gosa and uh, that's four percent you know what i mean so this is eight percent um that's crazy, you know what I mean? Cause you, I, I you could one, mask I haven't it. tried it yet. Have, it, you, have you tried the... I have, those? man. That's, that's a lawnmower beer for me. I would just roll around in the backyard and drink the shit out of it. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, you could drink the shit out of this one, too, but uh, it's crazy. At 8%, oh, you know, yeah. I wouldn't recommend it, but, you know... It's, well, actually, I would myself, <laughs> but... Um, so, cool. Right on. Uh, so, yeah. hold on, hold on. Um, I have a, a seasonal question for Nathan. Um Thanksgiving is coming up, so do you have any like beers that you recommend for Thanksgiving? Mm. I know that that's an unexpected question that just came to me because I love Thanksgiving. That that was not on the syllabus that it was, was discussed. Not. <laughs> uh, no, Corey, uh, quit adding shit, man. No, it's stout season right now, right? Like for me, it's stout season. Like we're full in the middle of it. I can't wait till next week. It's supposed to be in the forties. It's fucking colder. Yeah, it's it supposed to be, to be like 40s. 20 degrees colder. Yeah, right. so stout season right now, if you haven't picked any up, Bell's Expedition Stout is probably the best like normal stout we get every year. It's fantastic. Um, that's one. I For like just a normal shelf beer, I love Sierra Nevada Celebration. Like that's a, if you want hoppy beer in wintertime, it's a like kind of winter IPA. That beer's uh-huh. really good, I think. Gosh, I, I don't recall. It, it sounds familiar. I, I can't think of it right now. It's like a little the house. Christmas label or the blue label? It's red. It's red. got a little house with snow on it. It's it's okay. an IPA, but it's a winter IPA, so it's malty, but it's great for winter. Yeah, that sounds good, man. Uh, but it's, tasty. I mean, that's a middle of the road. That's like, you know, if I was going to review it, it's probably like an 88, 89, but it's still a really good beer. Uh, and that's something that's, that easy anyone to get. can find. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like easy to get. So, uh, did you have any beers that you would recommend for the fall, Corey? That I would recommend? Yeah, for the fall? no. 
Well, since you brought it up for Thanksgiving stuff, no, that's cool. I was just no, wondering I, if you had some. I just drink whatever though. You put him on the spot. I put of... him on the spot because he's the expert. <laughs> I'm just. I look at my fridge and go, mm, "What am I in the mood for?" You yeah. know me. I'm a I'm a, I'm a sucker for for the tall grass. Oh yeah, well that's grass, a fantastic. So. Yeah, mention that so, the the vanilla bean uh, buffalo vanilla, sweat. You like that for the fall? Vanilla bean buffalo sweat, and then so I got one of those. So. <laughs> I'm gonna do my own personal tasting with the with the Explorer series and then the regular one. And Have you had the cinnamon bear, yeah. bourbon? Yeah. What did you think of that? I loved it. Right on. I, 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 Which I like, did you like more, the vanilla or the bourbon or the bourbon cinnamon? I like the cinnamon one because it kind of a little uh, cinnamon spice comes into it, so I like that a lot. But that's just me. I, you know, it's, it's it's like a different flavor. You know, more gets you gets you in the mood for for pumpkin pie. Nice. Oh, yeah, and the, you know, we just passed that one kind of, or, or it's been out for a while, but you like the Schlafly uh, pumpkin that's, ale? That's my favorite of the pumpkins. Yeah, that's a really good one. That and, that and Southern Tears pumpkin are my two my two favorites, for sure. Nice. But the Schlafly beer will fuck you up. That's like nine, right? It's uh, up there. It's it's it, really good. It's some it's good, good shit. It's good, but it'll fuck you up, bro. That's I'll, right. I'll get crazy with you for a second. My favorite thing to do with that beer is found, find a good stout. I use Founder's Breakfast Stout and mix them half and oh, half. Wow. Oh, so yeah. good. It's on because I, I got a breakfast. Oh, fuck, I better have a breakfast. I'm gonna steal one of yours. You you have some in the fridge upstairs, right? Or breakfast but stout? you still have. I, I wonder have what Schlafly maybe pumpkin. Big Rick can do with that one that too. Be bad either. Yeah. Well, fuck it up. Yeah. Because they're I'll very comparable. But if you have a big rig, try it's that. It's Kansas, Missouri, right? It's like a battle. Boom. But the my, border war. Speaking of the mixing, my favorite mixing was the Imperial Chocolate Stout '72 mm-hmm. with Breckenridge. With Rubeus. Yeah, that is a good mix, man. When I was at the first time I'd ever even thought to mix beers, I was at Founders uh, a couple of years ago with a buddy, and they did Backwoods Bastard mixed with their, uh, what was that mango beer they did? Wow. Oh, God. Uh, the, uh, yeah, I know. Mango Magnifico. Yeah, they mixed them. Oh, my God. It Dude, I really love Mango deep. Magnifico. Yeah, <laughs> Ru- Ruben may or may not have an erection right now. I don't want to know, <laughs> but if I had to guess, I would say yes, because I remember when Magno. Mango Magnifico came out and Ruben was with a bit backwoods too bastard, huh? It was incredible. Damn. Wow! I had like four. I had four glasses of it. It was so good. Shit, man! You know, uh, Mango Magnifico is one of those uh, releases that uh, it's you know you gotta hit. It's it's hard to find when it does come out. It's not as easy as some of the other their other releases. Hopefully, I don't think they make that much of it. I don't mm-hmm. think it's one of their more popular releases or something. So, but I love it. I um, anything with uh, habanero or is really good to me. And mango, this habanero helps. and mango for whatever reason, man. That's the combo right there. That's like ha- habanero sculpin. Fuck, man. I don't think I've ever mentioned that. No, but I love that. Never shit. mentioned it. But and Corey got me a six pack. I have one left. Just rolled through that oh, shit, dude. I got it for me like last week. Last I brought it on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> well okay, done. Hey, yeah, it's best. You know. These IPAs, you, you just got to drink them. Fresh, them. Right? Yeah, just drink them, man. Run through them. I have one La Cumbre Elevated IPA left. Sad, man. But there you go. And I uh, one of those left. You got one? I think so. You gave nice. me two. What books would you recommend, uh, Nathan? Do you have any books that you've, uh, have helped you with your reviews? Ooh, or Books? Nah, you know, not a lot with reviews. I'll be honest with you. What's helped me more than anything with my reviews is I'm a habit home brewer. Um, and I've 
homebrewed for 10 years now. And that, I mean, that's what, that's how I can pick stuff up in beers just because I've screwed around with beer for so that's long. That's awesome, man. Uh, the beer Bible was one I read a long time ago that I remember that was really good. It goes into just different beers and what goes into beer and stuff like that. Uh, and then there was the Oxford, Oxford book on beer, I think is what it's called. Those are the two I remember reading that I really enjoyed that, that I, when I was getting into home brewing and understanding ingredients and stuff like that. And that's, what's helped me in my beer reviews more than anything. That's awesome, man. And, um, is, as far as like brewing, you still brew quite a bit to this day? Not as much as I used to, but I, I do. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I always I have I have a kegerator in my basement with six taps, and I always have three homebrew, three. Uh, we totally others. need to get invited. Here. Corey <laughs> wants to go play video games and drink beer, yeah. though. That's no, all I he wants out of life. Video games. Huh? <laughs> and uh, so, um, man, <laughs> what what beer was your specialty that you used to brew that you thought like I make a pretty kick ass version of? Oh man, that's tough. Um, I make. Pretty killer IPA, but I've been trying to model the treehouse model, so I've got one of those down pretty well. Wow! Uh, I make a pretty good coffee porter. I have I a four, I have a fourteen uh, percent hibiscus imperial saison on right now that'll kill you. Um, that just sounds awesome, bro. It's, it actually, I'll be honest with you, it was horrible when I tapped it. Um, but after six months, that beer is ridiculous now. So <laughs> that's it so cool, bit, man. But uh, that, like, I had somebody. Uh, the what was the May, the big Mayweather fight a couple months ago? Um, oh, with uh, when he did Birdo. Uh, uh, the Golden yes. Boy, or no? It was wasn't it Birdo? His fight? last fight was with Berto. No. Yeah. Oh, but you're talking about Manny. Manny, yeah, the Manny Pacquiao fight. Um, I His had big a, fight. I had yeah, a party. the Berto one was like. No one even noticed. Yeah, I had a big party for that. Fuck, had a bunch I should have gone over. to his party instead of yours. <laughs> we had a pretty... Did we have a good one? Yes. Don't you remember that your neighbor brought Pliny? Was that Cinco de Mayo? Nice. Yes. Yeah, we had a pretty big one too. So I had this girl that came that was... She's a bartender at uh, Flying Saucer. It's a friend and she came amongst with a big group and she started drinking the hibiscus. And I was just like, uh, I'm just telling you right now, be careful. She had two and she was plastered. And I was just like, I told you, like, I told you to be careful. I did warn you. Wow, That's 14, awesome, man. 14, though. It, unintentionally 14%. I added a little too much sugar to that one, but it turned out pretty good. So cool. is it, that just seems for a Saison, that seems... Uh, it's an imperial saison. I wanted something because I wanted to add like something like hibiscus can be very over the top, and I wanted it to balance out the sugar and hopefully be pretty good. And it turned, like I said, it took a bit, but it's really good now. Badass man. Damn. Cool. Um, the other subject that I wanted to uh, discuss that you and I had started talking about is, you know, I was watching the uh, UFC. Uh, do you watch the uh, Ultimate Fighter? That's where they put the fighters all in one house and stuff. And they have this season is European fighters and American fighters. Now, at one point, they get to drink. Well, they drink throughout the whole thing, which is weird if you're trying to become champion. But the Europeans seem to hold their alcohol very well. And the Americans have made asses of themselves. And quite frankly, I'm embarrassed of the American team at this point with their drinking skills, which is weird into itself. But... You know, if you they're starting to fight with each other, but you know, it's just the whole discussion of why American culture is so conducive to binge drinking versus you know enjoying your beers and you know having a good time, that kind of thing. But uh, and you you talked about going to a beer festival where uh, they would give you the boot or what was that? Where were you at when you? Did I went to Oktoberfest in Munich. 
uh, about a so, year ago. Oh, wow. So you've been to it. I have. And the Americans made asses of themselves there, too. Constantly, man. It's embarrassing. <laughs> I felt bad being there. I didn't want to tell people I was American. Um, you know, it's, it's a culture. later hose and they wouldn't have known. I, I wanted to. The buddy that I went with didn't. It, I'll be honest with you. If you don't, you are the outcast if you go there and you don't. Just know it ahead of time. <laughs> um, Dude, that's, that's an American. So There's the Americans. 70% of the people that go for sure wear it. And the girls wear their dirndls and that's, that's a good time. Nice. Um, but, you know, it's a cultural thing, right? Like in America, we don't get to drink till the age of 21. When you're overseas, it's just kind of... You know, when your parents say you can, for the most and part. And it's looked at as like a taboo kind of thing, too. It is. Like, what the why, fuck? That's why when people get to college here, they go crazy on Bud Light and drink themselves into comas and stuff like that. Whereas over there, you learn at a young age to do it responsibly and appreciate it. Um, so you go over there and you see Americans just pound. The, the thing is, is it's German beer, right? So it's like Hefeweizens and, and stuff like that. It's like 8 9% beer that you're getting by the liter. Um, so like my buddy and I were, you know, during the course of the day, we drank five, but then you see these Americans trying to pound as many as they can and they are just done by noon. Yeah. Well, like, we've seen people like that at beer festivals too. Absolutely. Man. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, always a bad scene when you see somebody hurl at the beer festival when yeah, they're giving out two did. ounce samples. <laughs> like, yeah. dude, how much did you fucking drink, man? Yeah. Or how quickly did you drink that? Um, so you, and that's what I'm in the opinion so, of. So you, you've been to, um. I guess Germany for Oktoberfest, and we've had German beer. I'm I'm assuming you you've been to um, Casey Beer Company. How how would you say that is it comparable? Oh yeah, I, I, you know it's uh, Casey Beer Company makes. I, this is gonna sound weird, but I'll but go with me. I think they make of all the new breweries that have opened in Kansas City, maybe outside of Cinderblock and Martin City, they make the best beer to style it's just not styles that i like to drink on a consistent basis but they make them very well um i think that's a i don't want to get into the conversation of the others but like i think they do a great job for what they're trying to do i mean they're selling like crazy i was talking to the guy getting my hair cut and the guy that was sitting in the chair in front of me is one of the works as a distributor on the kansas side and he said their number two selling beer is like the kc beer company dunkel which behind bud light Wow. It's crazy. Well, it's a super drinkable beer. All yet, uh, it's craft and it's super approachable. For the for, masses, it's great. Yes. It's great. And it's, and like it's, you and, said, it's and, outstandingly and, done. And it is what for the you style. Know, they, they, they tell you what it is, and that's what it is. And they don't, they're not trying to do anything special or anything different. This is, this is what we do. And, you know, I did see beer. one that I was interested in that they came out with the, the Wonder Pills. Have you seen that? The Wonder Pills, Wonder? I don't know. That sounds fucking fantastic. So it's like uh, imperial, imperial pills. pills. Yeah. I'm all about that shit. I bet you that shit's delicious. Yeah. Again, that's going to be a high ABV, super approachable beer that you could probably give anyone and they're going to say that's some good shit. And, yeah. Hey, man, that's marketable. That's and, and that's almost like um, you get a high, high-end pilsner. It's almost like a gateway for people that don't know a lot about craft beer, but you give them like um, Evil Twin, their Pilsner. That shit is delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd be it'd be difficult for someone life, that likes right? beer to say low they don't life. like that. Yeah, I think that's right. what it's called, Low Life. And that shit is delicious, man. It comes in a four pack, Tall Boys. That's what I gave my neighbor for lending me a soaking hose. I, I felt <laughs> I felt really good about it. What's up, George? He doesn't know I do a podcast, so he'll never <laughs> listen to this. But. He'll never hear that props yeah. that you gave him. Yeah. But yeah, I do think, uh, you know, circling back to it, uh, 
we would, I, you know, I know for me, like, I'm going to try to teach my girls about alcohol before some fucking kid in college teaches them about alcohol. I think that's the major faux pas that yeah. a lot of people do is like they're trying to protect them from something that is such a big part of life. And every time there's a celebration, they're popping champagne. Anytime you go to a dinner, people are drinking beer, wine. But for some reason, it's something that we protect our kids with until they go to college and some asshole introduces them to Everclear with jungle juice. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know where. Where did you go to college? Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere USA, right? I know, dude. Bastards. Well, You're not going to get to my daughters, you little shit. I, oh, sorry. I wanted to. <laughs> Fair warning. Because growing up, like, my parents shielded me from alcohol. Like, I didn't get to experience it. So in high school, I went to a small high school, and, like, we went out in the country and drank Everclear and grape soda, uh, which is Purple Passion, I think. And, like, (laughs) and I passed out so many times, like, doing that, whereas if they just kind of would, I mean, whether you want to believe it or not, alcohol and, like, wine and beer are, like, an integral part of the social aspect of what we do as humans, right? Like, you go out with people and you drink and... you can't just hide that and then like, okay, here it is. Now it's legal. But that's it's what we pure, do here. That's what we do here. But it's our puritanical upbringing where. Yep. Yeah, dude, it would just bleed. That's a. Yeah, I think yeah. you nailed it, and that's a subject it's a, it's unto a, it's itself. A, yeah. yeah, we're he, still dwelling he, on he, those roots, yes. man. Yep. Yeah, we're still back in uh, seventeen. No, fuck. Fifteen ninety-two. No, no. Sixteen. Plymouth Rock was. Google that shit. Sixteen nineteen or sixteen twenty. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not oh, okay. You fuck, have a computer there? But on, uh, I will say, what producer? What we... Where's the producer? <laughs> he went to get a beer. Fucking I told funny. you, Nathan, we need a new producer, bro. Um, it was sixteen twenty. Sixteen twenty. Okay. Okay. Um. So yeah, you kind of take the taboo aspect out of it. You take the 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 mystery out of it, and then yeah. kids aren't as likely, I think, to go seek that out or feel like they're. So when the kid offers them some shit, they go, "Hey, I got this shit." And I hope my kids will be like, "Yeah." You know. Well, you should probably mix that with this and make you a nice uh, martini instead of trying to have me chug that shit. Biatch. Sorry, I got mad again. Yeah, stop cutting Pete. Stop cutting Nathan off. Okay, no, good. I ahead, was Nathan. just going to say a fun story that I have from that trip. So we did Oktoberfest. Then we went up into Belgium and went over to London. And when we were at, in Belgium, we went to uh, Cantillon. And it was incredible because we're sitting there drinking this amazing beer and this like high school field trip rolls in and sits next to us. They're drinking like what in America we consider to be the whales. Right. And they're just, they're just sitting there drinking this amazing beer and they're just like, kind of tastes like apple juice. Like I, and I'm just like, this is ridiculous to me being American. Like we would never see an 18 year old roll into Boulevard drinking pale ale. Like we would never see that. And it's such a big part of their uh, industry. It makes sense that they would be introduced to it. You know what I mean? And yeah. it, to me, it makes sense. But yeah, like you said, it's uh, shocking and it probably shouldn't be. So, yeah. you know, the, Nathan brought up a great point. It's, it, you know, alcohol, whether we like it or not, is an integral part of our social interactions Yet we we tell the people, oh, you're not 21, so you can't really be a part of it. And then when you turn 21, we kind of, okay, go. And there's, they don't have a context and they don't really understand what it is they're doing. They're like, I need to get hammered. And it's just. I, I seen girls in college uh, drinking uh, straight bottles, you know, like chugging them and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Where did you go to school? <laughs> New Mexico. <laughs> and with Holy that, crap. 
we have the current events. All right. Uh-oh. So um, we're back here with uh, Tony Starks. We're, we're, we're back on? Are we recording? Yes, we're recording oh, right shit, now. I just did. I officially, um, in just talking with Nathan, we've uh, christened him Tony Starks, man. I, I, when I grow up, I want to be Nathan. That's yes, <laughs> exactly. Right. Or, or, we, or I want his basement. I, I will say this, that uh, all of our uh, BTKC people... We all want to be Nathan. We go, oh, come on. <laughs> well, uh, just in a brief conversation with him. Not even for the beers, just for the fucking video games. Fuck the beer. I know. Well, we're going to, he's going to be back. So, you know, we can't get into everything in an hour. We I just know, have an I hour. Know. I know. But he. So, uh, Tony. Next time. No, I'm saying. <laughs> Before the break, you had mentioned current events. So. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to play the current events uh, theme. Because I have it, but it's such serious shit, the first subject, that I don't think it does it justice, my... Or the should I do it? Anyway? That huh? The cheese are that serious? No, we're talking... Oh, my bad. So, uh... I'm with you, bro. Well, well we're talking of... Uh, this is current events, so if you... We're still drinking beer, but, you know, I like talking about different shit because uh, we have 15 minutes and uh, we like getting into different shit. We're, we're drinking old beer that I should have drank month ago but i didn't so so we're about to get serious on the pot as serious as we can get and then we we have sports related shit but you know we'd be you know we remiss. wouldn't be doing the world just if we didn't remiss. talk about what's remiss. the you're remiss if we weren't talking about you know what's probably on most people's mind today and it's very the timely is uh the chiefs. the chiefs finally whooped that ass bitch no i'm just kidding no. <laughs> uh well that we'll get to that but uh you know what the events in paris man and uh what was the final count there was all these different reports what's that 127 127 that's, that's what i got yeah it, and it kept changing you know if, if i was shocked when i first saw 60 then it jumped to like 170 then it jumped back it's down crazy. and it was it was all over it's the place crazy. it is it's uh um it's, sad. it's the um the the most pressing issue of our time right whatever's going on in in uh that community as far as you know so you know i what was your what do you, what do you guys have a t- I, I i don't have my i have a limited understanding of what's going on or what the here's what i do know i do know that uh that um assimilation by the muslim community in paris is extremely difficult in that paris is notoriously intolerant even of tourists that come in but also at the same time very accepting of of folks who want to come into the country but they want you to assimilate very quickly into their culture which is difficult for people that have a certain view of things so you have the perfect recipe of allowing people to come in and at the same time uh not being very tolerant of things that are not with the norm of what french culture who has bred a lot of our ideals and freedom and things like this right um that's my limited understanding people may not like this comparison but the french are very much like the americans in the sense that when someone comes to our country, we, we, we say, we want them to be Americans. We want them to embrace the things that we embrace. And France is very much like that. They want- I think we make it easier for folks to assimilate. 
versus what they do. I really believe that. I think that um, we have, a, you know, as, as, as hard as it is, I don't think that we're as, uh, it's as difficult to assimilate in our country than it is I, I, I think it in, is more difficult in to assimilate France. in our country because we make it easier for groups to have their own space. We, you know, we, we let groups kind of do their own thing. And as long as they don't infringe on what we're trying to do, that's fine. And France is much, they, they seem to want to make everyone be French. Um, that's they, right. They, they don't want people to have regional accents or re- regional dialects. They want everyone that speaks French in France to speak the same. They want people from the north to sound like people from the south, to sound like people like from the West to sound like people from the East. So that's, that's where France, I think, you know, a lot of the things that they try to do is, is probably things that, that we try to do on some level, but, but we, we don't necessarily do as well as they do on that aspect of it. Well, and to compound that you have thousands of refugees that are flooding into France right now because of everything that's been going on South of them that, has created this situation for a lot of part. And the way I view everything that's happened in the last few days, I, I truly believe this. I think we are witnessing what is going to be in history books someday, like in 20 years when you're in a history class. I don't, I think this is the, the start of something. I truly don't think that it's the event. And, um, and, geez, and, man. and, and to me, I, I, I think in, in all honesty, I think ISIS overplayed their hands because I think Europe was not ne- didn't necessarily want to get involved in the conflict in Syria. They just kind of wanted to lay back and not do anything. And now they've awoken the European. They've awoken Europe, and France is going to do their part. And unfortunately, the the people that are going to suffer are the the Syrians who are caught in this. In this civil war, in this, for lack of a better word, clusterfuck that's going on there, because no one's going to want the refugees because they're going to say, "I don't, I don't want it because I don't want to create a situation that happened in France." If it's already been established that one of the one of the suicide bombers uh, came into France pretending to be a Syrian refugee, and th- and that's that's the to me the sad part is that there's these people that need our help and when I say our I mean the western western world and we're going to unfortunately I think a lot of times push them away because we don't want to no one wants to suffer the consequences of letting one person in that can cause damage and do and do what 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 has been done in France and you know the unfortunate thing is that I don't see and, you know, it could be, you know, I, I don't, but what's the, what's the end game in, in, uh, perpetuating an attack that makes everyone just focus more, uh, anger, uh, hatred, what, you know, there's billions of Muslim people, right? Uh, we have this f- faction of terrorists and they do no service to the Muslim no. religion as a whole. In fact, you know, and so it marginalizes what's, them. What is the what's the end game in? Yeah, you know, and it, it's such a the, the end game. I don't, I don't. 
I don't think anyone knows what the end game is, but but maybe something that can come out of it is that you can get more moderates coming out and saying no, this is not acceptable, and calling their own people to task. It's you know I I I think on some level there has to be some self policing. You know uh, if if you're in a neighborhood and there's one neighbor that's that's acting up. And, you know, you have a homeowners association, you know, you got to kind of go to that person and say, hey, you can't have four rusted out cars in your front yard. That's just not going to fly here. And it's almost like the, the moderate Muslims have to find a way to say to the radical port, uh, radicals part of, of their religion, say, you, this, this can't happen. We, you know, we... We renounce you, and and we are going to be the ones that are going to lead the fight to get you out because you are ruining. Basically, what's happened is they're fucking it up for everyone because all this is gonna all all this does is reinforce every negative stereotype that every person has, and oh. it and it puts a spotlight on it and says that's why we don't want Muslims here. That's why Muslims are bad because. This small group has done that, and and some and you know someone has to step up and say, "That's not us. That's not what we do, and we're going to do our part to keep that in check." Well, your problem is is that this started in the '90s, right? I mean, the fact is that world isn't allowed these extremists to continue to do what they're doing, and it has gotten to this point where we had a huge attack in 2011 on American soil and others around the world. And now we're at the point where, I mean, ISIS comes out today and claims they have a thousand people in the United States ready to go. And, and all these things that have claimed and we're France is bombing the crap out of Syria because of it. And like, I, it is escalated to this point where they have infiltrated possibly, we don't know for sure, but they've infiltrated all these parts of the world where it could get really bad for people. Like, imagine if what they say is true and they're in the United States. Look, what happened in France was really bad, but you had people doing their job that lost their lives at a soccer stadium. If those people had got in and be able to bomb in that yeah, soccer the stadium, stadium situation, three really bombers didn't get in because people did their jobs and found the bombs and they detonated them outside the stadium. We find out today, like if they get into the stadium, that's what they were trying to do. So... It, people did their jobs and lost their lives, but it could have been far worse. And that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to inflict as much damage as possible because of what you said. We, you know, they don't, they want people to come in and be a part of their society. They don't want them to be what they are. And they hate nations like that. That's not, that's not what they believe in. They don't believe what we believe in, in the society that we have. That's not how they want to operate. So they're acting out on that and I, I just as I already kind of alluded to I truly think this is the beginning of something that's going to turn into the rest of the world has to take a stand and and start to fight back because we haven't to this point we really haven't the thing that uh, sucks about the whole thing is that, you know even I you know uh, seem in particular and I you know we've often wondered and we've seen it you know even in movies like like Batman where they attack a stadium or something like that you know the, the Joker in that in those movies and is basically a terrorist and that was what's so frightening, you know, the psyche. Because that's how Bane? much it's Wasn't infiltrated. It that what's that now? Wasn't it Bane? Well, Bane, but also the hospital that Joker blew. The reason why those movies are so embedded in our psyche is that at the core of it, the Joker and Bane are terrorists, right? Yes. And, you know, it's so infiltrated our psyche that even when I was attending the parade, I thought, 
And, you know, this is the heartland. We have 800,000 people gathering in a central location. Like, fuck, man. Like, uh, it, it did cross my mind, and I hated that it crossed my mind. You know what I mean? At this time when the whole city's coming together, we're celebrating and shit, this thought crossed my mind. And it crosses my mind anytime I'm in a large group of people, whether I'm in a state. And I don't say that I have this phobia about it, you know, that I think that it's going to happen all the time. But it sucks that it even crosses my mind. And now that this happened in France, it jumped out at me. The soccer players hearing the explosions and shit. Thousands of people gathered in a central location. Fuck, man. You know? Uh, and I, I hope... You know, that uh, Nathan isn't right and that it's the beginning of something, but you can't help but think that it is, you know. But it's unfortunate that, you know, in this day and age, you know, as much advancement and cool shit that we have, that we still have this primitive sect of people that want to fucking cause mayhem. We need to get them into craft beer, man. Focus their energy on, on something good. <laughs> I'll send them to the treehouse. I'd be happy to send them links to Nathan's YouTube and they can fucking learn <laughs> stuff. And if they want a beer trade, right now I'll I'll just grab shit out of my cellar and send it to them. They don't have to send me. Did you see how back. they were smuggling uh, Heinekens into uh, Saudi Arabia? Pepsi That's cans. Pepsi. Awesome. That's amazing. That's the fucking problem. I think we nailed the problem. Wow. Yeah. You can't get a beer in Saudi Arabia, bro. Who's got Obama? Who's <laughs> got Obama's number? Fucking have a beer, bitch. <laughs> relax, motherfucker. Have a beer, relax, and fucking let women drive. There's nothing bad's gonna happen. Uh, you know the uh, they they want to wear a pantsuit and a short sleeve shirt. Just <laughs> fucking let them wear a pantsuit and a short sleeve shirt. It's you know, and we work. joke about that, but that's a huge you know yes. uh, that's a huge part of the issue is that uh, they need more uh, feminine voices within their society to help fucking balance out some of the fucking. They just need to not be in the tenth uh, century. How about that? Just how about you come up to the nineteen thirties? Yeah. Ish. That would be a huge leap. Yeah, you're you're fucking you're rocking 1930s views. Damn, bro, you've come yeah. such a long way, I man. Know. The roaring twenties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh is, man. Is there time to talk about the the Chiefs? We have two minutes. All right, let's talk about the Chiefs. I'm so glad we got that monkey off our back. And you know what? And we talked hey, about man, it on the last podcast, but. The Chiefs aren't were not as bad as everyone was claiming. They, we we had two three points away from having a completely different record. Along with this win, the Chiefs would be sitting pretty, and, and that's a three point difference. All of everyone who is just dogging the shit out of Reed and the, it, you know, it's just disheartening how quick we are to just bury our fucking teams. And congratulations to Reed and the Chiefs, even though the. Broncos had a few key players out. I don't think that we caught an 80 yard pass if Akib was in there because he's a Jayhawk. You know, he would have probably stopped that. But other than that, uh, great win for the Chiefs, man. Anyway. What do you, what do you, what your take on the Chiefs today? No, well, I, I, they, they play great and, 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 and I think we're just watching the, the decay of Peyton Manning. And, oh, that was the, and I'm not, yeah. He looked fucked up. What did yes, you think, Nathan? Sad. Well, for me, it wasn't so much the Chiefs' victory because Peyton Manning has screwed my hopes and dreams so many times <laughs> since. Because I was a Chiefs season ticket holder for a long time, and like the '03 playoff game, like every time something big was going to happen, it was the freaking Colts. He right? finally got over that hump. And don't beat Peyton. It was, and but it's glorious to see a guy who was for the last four years of his career has been all about setting records. 
And he gets maybe the biggest of all of them today, but he's Press bit for five for 20 for 35 yards and four interceptions and gets pulled in the game. He sets the record. I think like it's, it feels really good to feel bad for him. Like I, I can't stand the guy. So, but also makes funny an awesome quarterback. So Arizona state, he was great when he was there. I kind of wish the chiefs had drafted him, but uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, yeah, that was the best part for me, really. I mean, it's great we won. I'm glad because, as you said, the Chiefs could easily be six and three. Yeah, um, yeah we're talking a few I points between the loss to the Broncos and the Chicago yeah. game. That was game a was heartbreaking. Wreck. The first loss to yeah, the Broncos Chicago this year. Was just embarrassing. But um, they vindicated themselves. They came back and they won what's today. What's the record now? Four and five. Four and five. Is that right? That's yeah. still God. That's still yeah. ugly. Yeah, but. As of right now, they're basically in the wild card. Like it's they're the the wild card right now had four wins going into this weekend, so you're a win away, um, with a lot of games to go. Nice and and you know it just just goes to prove that like every season we all do this is that uh, we put too much importance in those first like five six games. And we think we've determined the whole season. And it always turns the fuck around, right? Like, the teams that looked so great in the beginning start looking like shit. And some of those shitty teams start rising to the top. I still don't know what Carolina's doing. <laughs> that dude's a beast. And it's weird. Who's Carolina and the Bengals? Jesus Christ, man. Who would have thought that? Patriots pull out the win last second yeah. today. The other great thing about the Chiefs, we don't play a team with a winning record the rest of the season. Nice. Oh, yeah. Got to be happy about that. And with that... We turn into a pumpkin. Say goodbye, Corey. Goodbye, Corey.